Welcome to FitChix Chat, the weekly podcast dedicated to educate and empower women to take control of their lives, where we talk about fitness, nutrition, mindset, and wellness. Today's episode is brought to you by FitChix Academy, where we help heart-centered women who love health and fitness get certified as fitness and nutrition coaches and build amazing businesses. If you're ready to create the life, health, and career you love, please join us for any of our upcoming certifications that you can read more about at FitChixAcademy.com. Now let's dive into this week's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. Hello everyone and welcome to Fit Chicks Chat. I'm Amanda Quinn. (laughs) And I'm Laura Jackson. And today's podcast, we are sticking with the theme. We're talking about how to stay healthy in the holidays, but we're also talking to two different people during these podcasts today. So we're talking to health coaches, fitness professionals that are providing nutritional support to their clients, or maybe not providing any whatsoever yet. And then we're also talking to people that are maybe on their own health journey that are really like going to be struggling. They find that like around the holidays, they really struggle with nutrition. Now, this is not going to be like your traditional conversation that we're going to be talking about, like, you know, oh, this is what you should avoid, or this is what you should eat or whatever. What we want to talk about more so is the mindset that we have around nutrition around the holidays and the conversation that needs to happen within yourself. And then as a coach or as a fitness professional, the conversation that you need, the questions you need to be asking your clients and the things that you need to be reminding them of, because this is the piece that I think we don't really think about it. We just kind of like as fitness professionals, we just kind of hand like, here's a meal plan for the holidays, stick to it, you know? And we just expect that people are going to follow it, but we're not having the bigger conversations. And those conversations are the important conversations to happen. And the other thing that I find is like, to be honest, most fitness coaches don't know, don't really know nutrition. They get very generic recommendations. They don't understand how to actually get their clients to apply, like, have strategies that actually work. So Mm -hmm. again, if you're listening to this and you are not, you know, certified yet, definitely you want to be certified because it's so fun. You can check out fitchicksacademy.com, but (laughs) um, just listen to it from the perspective though of your own life. Cause we're going to be talking about a lot of like kind of as well, the mistakes that a lot of fitness professionals make when they're coaching over the holidays. So, um, and that's where too, this mindset piece is so key because we don't think about that aspect of helping our clients reach their goals. We just think about the act, the how the actions, right. And that's, mm-hmm. that's never the, that's never the place to approach it from. For sure. Now, the first thing that I think from a mindset perspective, when it comes to nutrition that I feel like people really need to address is this whole idea of, like the self-criticism and the judgment around the holidays, as well as this idea of indulgence. The idea of indulgence is such a big thing around the holidays, right? Like if you, even if you look at like social media, you look at commercials, you look at regular media, like it's always about like, you know, it's no longer like, oh, you get the family meal, you get the family meal with, it's like the festive family meal and you get like these desserts and everything with it. Like everything is always around like adding so much more to it. Now I'm not saying that you can't indulge at times, but if you have really clear goals, if you have like a very specific goal that you're trying to reach, what you need to do is if you are indulging, you need to look back at that and think without judgment, is this helping me reach my goals or is this hindering reaching my goals? And I'm I okay with that. And I think that that conversation of, am I okay with that? Am I comfortable with the idea that you know the actions that I'm taking are not necessarily the actions that I want to be taking at this time? 
asking yourself if you're comfortable with that in a mindset perspective and like really journaling about it or like diving deeper and like having that conversation with your coach or with yourself or with a friend is going to be the thing that's going to help you recognize habits that you're doing that you might not even be realizing that you're doing. You might be just sometimes too, we're indulging just because we it's just there, right? <laughs> sometimes we're not even doing it like mindfully. Oh, totally. And like, I find that that's where, you know, we live in a very interesting society where we created a lot of narratives around like, you know, you deserve to drink five glasses of wine. You've had a hard day. You deserve to eat the cake. You've worked hard all week. Have a cheat meal. Like we've created these words and this way of living that really is not serving anyone. And it's, it's not, it's a little bit ridiculous. Like it's almost like we have to you know, give ourselves a reward every time that we do something that's some in line with the goals that we want, which is very strange. Mm-hmm. So we have to get out of the way of using food as like that in that way. Um, and also exactly just thinking that all or nothing mentality of like, it's the holidays. I deserve to have all the cookies. I deserve to have all of these things, but it's the holidays. It's the holidays. Like it always becomes this, which there'll always be something. That's the thing. (laughs) Well, and it's, it's also though, that then is a behavior that you have. You have to look at why are you always doing that? Like, why are you always, you know, during certain times of the year, is it okay for you to just go completely off the rails on your plan or off the rails on your goals? And it's funny because when you start to actually look at the why, then you'll start, you'll start to find a lot of very interesting things because it's usually not what you think. (laughs) It's usually not what you think why you're doing that. It's a lot of times it's because you realize over the holidays that you have been so strict all year that now you're like totally binging or, you know, you have family members that are triggering for you. Um, You know, we family over the holidays, a lot of people have a lot of deep rooted family issues. Yeah. that trigger a lot of patterns um, that we think that, okay, you know, well, why do I always seem to get totally wasted at Christmas dinner? Because <laughs> I never told my mom about all this stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. whatever it is, but starting to get an awareness of that in advance of the indulging and your behaviors and why you're doing the things before the holidays hit will be really helpful for you to then be able to navigate through it and make the better choices. But I think too, and the one thing though, that I think is important is just the whole judgment free thing, right? So doing it without judgment, like don't judge yourself, don't berate yourself, don't be mad about it. Like just be curious about it. And I think that's a hard part to get to, but it's a really important part because when you can get to a point where you can be like, why do I do that? Like, like for me, I'm like a big stress eater. Like when I'm stressed, I know some people they're like, I have no appetite when I'm stressed, when I'm upset, I'm the opposite. I'm like, I eat a lot when I'm stressed. And I recognize the behavior. So then it's a choice of mine. It's like, okay, I recognize I'm doing this. Now it's my choice. Am I, do I want to indulge in that behavior or do I want to stay away from that behavior? Is this going to help me? Is this going to hinder me? And instead of it being like a thing, it's, it's literally a choice as opposed to it being something that I'm like going to do and then be angry about after, like, there's no judgment. It's just like, I'm making decisions, right? Everything is a decision in my choice. Well, and that's where it's like the, the one skill when it comes to this is like, learn how to be the watcher, like learn how to kind of watch yourself when you're seeing these things come up. Don't Mm -hmm. judge yourself, but just try to become more aware. And that's the first step to any nutritional change. So this is why when I was saying most fitness coaches, they don't talk about this stuff. They don't get this stuff and their clients are not getting the results they want because they don't know about this stuff. It's never talked about in other certifications. 
Mm-hmm. But like the idea of, you know, awareness is the very first step to change. It's not changing all of the foods on your plate. It's understanding. Sorry, I've got to cough. <coughs> okay. It's understanding <clears throat> why you do that. Like starting to become aware of the behaviors that you do. Cause there's so many things that we do that we don't even realize that we do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so for totally. example, like you might be standing at the fridge and you suddenly are like, your mind is somewhere else thinking about planning for like, okay, well, I've got to, you know, go grocery shopping for this and this and this. And while you're standing there, you like open the fridge and then you're just eating something and you don't even realize you do it. There's so many times that we do, or you have a fight with your husband or your partner. And then next thing you know, you are drinking a bottle of wine. Like there's things that you just suddenly do that you just kind of take for granted, but you don't, until you become aware of the pattern, you can't change it. So that's why, especially over the holidays, really from a nutritional standpoint, I encourage you guys just to start to, again, become aware. Don't judge like Amanda's saying, but become aware of what you're doing mm-hmm. and take note of it. Like just have this holiday be the holiday. You're going to be the watcher. You're just going to watch yourself doing things. You're like, how watch your behaviors. I, yeah. Like how yeah. do I eat around my family? How do I eat on certain time? Oh, interest. And just be like, Oh, that's interesting. That's actually the best word guys to kind of look at your behaviors. If you're trying to go from a place of being judgment, judgmental of yourself. I know, especially for me with my eating disorder, I've had a lot of judgment on myself for a lot of things. And one of my favorite words is like, oh, that's interesting or that's fascinating. It takes away the, like, it's the perfect word because there's no judgment in it. There's mm-hmm. no positive or negative. It just becomes, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's interesting that I always drink that bottle of wine every time I see my mother-in-law. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but then you're like, okay, so now I see what's going on. Now I got to try to figure out how now I, I got to dig a little deeper. <laughs> now I got to make that choice, you know, what, how I want to now deal with that issue versus struggling every time that I go over there over the holidays. Mm -hmm. For sure. And the second thing that I want you to think about, again, as a coach, talking to your clients, or if you're in a position where you're dealing with this, is this idea of having to clean your plate. I know this, this is not even just holiday. This is kind of like related to everyday living, but around the holidays too, I find people tend to, when, when we're having like a celebratory dinner, like if you're having you know, Christmas dinner or something like that, we tend to like pile our plates up like a mountain, like as if it's like, this is the last time I'm ever going to eat this. So I'm going to eat everything in sight. <laughs> right. And like, you see these mountain plates and it's like, number one, remind yourself, like you could just go back for seconds if you'd like, <laughs> like you don't have to like have this huge mountain pile in front of you. Um, and then the second thing though, is this idea too, that you have to eat everything on your plate. And I think again, that comes from a lot of times it comes from past behaviors, right? how you grew up, whether your parents told you you had to, which was my, the way I grew up, we weren't allowed to leave the table till we were done everything on our plate. And I would sit there sometimes because there's a lot of foods that I didn't like. And I still don't eat when I'm like, as I'm older, like I don't like the texture of like eggs or mashed potatoes, or like there's certain textures I can't eat. It makes me want to throw up. I would sit there until it was bedtime. And I would just be like, I can't, I physically can't eat this. It's going to make me sick. But my parents would be like, you have to clean your plate or else you can't leave the table. So I got into this habit of, even if I'm full, I eat everything on my plate because that's what you do, right? So there's that behavior, but then there's also like a scarcity behavior that I know a lot of people come from too. Like my husband, where it's like, he eats everything he can because he grew up with food not being available, right? So for him, it was like, it's like a thing. So it's like finding that like fine line of like recognizing that like, where does that behavior come from? 
being curious about it again with no judgment, being aware of it, but then also recognizing that where you are today is not where you were at that time and that you can have, you can develop new patterns and new behaviors and a new mindset around it. So if you're full, you can become a little bit more aware of that and say, you know what, I'm going to like be good with leaving. And there's a practice that I read that said, you just leave one spoonful in the beginning, just like one mouthful of food on your plate. And then eventually you get comfortable with that. You're like, okay, like I'm okay with that. And then slowly you can maybe start recognizing like, oh wait, I'm actually full and I still have a quarter of a plate and I'm just going to like either pack it away for leftovers or I'm not going to finish it. And I'm just going to throw it away if it's not going to pack up well. But it's this, it's this mentality that like, we always feel like we have to eat what we put in front of ourselves. So if you feel like that's going to be a harder habit to break, just start putting smaller amounts in front of yourself so that you're not forcing yourself to eat this mountain of food. That's my opinion on it. Well, yeah. And I also think, I mean, I talk a lot with our fitness Academy students about the 50% mindset and 50% method. Mm -hmm. So there's all of the mindset pieces, which is so key, but there's also some things that I want to talk about around the method because this was really interesting too. I was recently reading a study about, I was doing a lot of work and I was doing actually a class, a workshop for our holistic nutrition weight loss expert students on willpower, desire, and, um, and basically how you can stick to your goals, like how you can actually utilize willpower. And it's really, really, really fascinating. But one of the things that's, that we were, I was um, talking about was the idea of your body also has to be balanced. So this is where I think a lot of people, when they think about weight loss or they only focus on the method or they only focus on like the mindset piece, right? Like they don't kind of focus on both. But the thing is like, so for example, if you're not setting your body up for success and your hormones are imbalanced because you're eating foods that cause your body to be imbalanced, you're going to find it a lot harder to stick to the willpower to do the work of, you know, the mindset work and all the things if your body is not fueled from that place. So imbalanced blood sugar is one of the biggest things that makes it harder to make good decisions. It's not just about that it makes cravings stronger, but mentally it makes it harder for your body to make clear and good decisions that are in line with your goals. So when I think about like this, the method that we use at Fitch Academy that we call the complete in three, which is building your plate around a protein, a fiber and a fat and a healthy fat. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much every plate you just pick, you know, so for example, you might be having Turkey, you're gonna have a ton of like the green high fibrous, like Brussels sprouts and broccoli, um, stuff like that. And then healthy fats. So whether that be, if you're having, let's say, you know, some homemade gravy or you're having, let's say some butter or whatever it is on what you're having, but that would be like a complete and three meal. Um, but that is a blood sugar balancing meal. It's not packed full of carbohydrates. It's not going to spike your blood sugar, which in turn will also help you with your mindset piece to manage the mindset. So it's not just going to be in line with your weight loss goals or your health goals, but it also is going to make the rest of it easier. So that's where it's like food is not just about, you know, the calories in it and the nutritional content. There's so many more pieces to it that it makes it easier to live a bigger, better life altogether when your body is fueled properly. And that's why the majority of successful people in the world have a very, very nutritionally dense diets. They focus on things like this as opposed to, you know, how many people are running multi, multi multi-million dollar companies and all they live off is Cheetos. 
(laughs) (laughs) Or even how many athletes, right? Like if you think about it from like a fitness perspective too, like you don't, like people are not fueling their bodies with things that are not going to like fuel them to be able to continue to move forward towards their goals. Oh, I had a call. I had a call the other day with one of our grads. She's actually taken both our fitness nutrition expert program and our holistic nutrition weight loss expert program. And we were talking about just that. So she actually ended up taking the program because she saw me, her name's Monique Guffins, and she saw me working out at the gym. I met her at the gym and we just kind of became gym colleagues, not knowing that I owned Fit Chicks Academy and all this stuff. So anyway, so then she ended up taking the programs and we had a, we were doing a call just about like a testimonial call where she was sharing her story. And um, one of the things she was telling me was, because she's very, very slim. She's never struggled with weight before. Um, And one of her goals was to really start to put on muscle. And she had never focused on nutrition because every fitness coach that she ever had just focused on her workout plan Mm -hmm. and never focused on the nutrition, which is why our certification is the fitness and nutrition expert program, because you have to have both. (laughs) Yeah. Or else you'll just spin your wheels why it is the holistic nutrition and health coaching for weight loss. Cause you have to have both. You know what I mean? Like it's not just there. You can't nutrition plays a part in everything, guys, everything. And so she was saying though, how she was like, she realized through doing our programs. Cause one of the assignments that we do is having them actually having you track. And we talk about the different protein and fiber um, and fat goals and all these things. And she was like, it was crazy. Cause she's a, a vegetarian as well. She's like, she's like, I was a bad vegetarian. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she was only eating five to 10 grams of protein a day. Wow. Now she's eating 140. Yeah. Her, and- her body looks amazing. Her performance in the gym is amazing. She can lift her, like her recovery is so much better, but this is where, again, we have to, we got to think about the nutrition, in it, not just from the, the actual, like the holidays and all this stuff. But if you don't fuel your body with the raw materials to do, to make the good decision, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You're going to, you're going to battle with cravings. You're going to make bad decisions. You're not going to have energy. You're going to emotionally feel anxious, like all of the things, if your body's not fueled properly. Definitely. Now, the other thing too, that I want to talk about is like, cause you kind of touched on this a little bit, but it's also the idea of um, staying consistent. And I know that you talked about the complete three, but we also have this other thing that you love talking about, which is our core four meals. Mm-hmm. Can you share about that? Like just about the consistency around like the holidays, like, cause that's where people, I think from the indulgence standpoint, from the maybe eating, like, I know obviously with COVID right now, we're not supposed to be going over to family or friends houses or things like that, but maybe someone's bringing you a meal or maybe you're trying a different recipe because it's this. So maybe you're doing different indulgences and you're not necessarily focused on like your regular routine or your regular sort of style of eating, but it's probably one of the most important things you can do is if you are going to have those indulging moments to still have the consistency of your other meals in there so that you're not having, it's not just like a full, like blown out, like everything goes by the way I said, I'm just going to eat all brand new different things. Cause that's like, it's like when you go on holidays, right? It's the same idea. It's like people go on holidays, like, and they're just like, Oh, it's a buffet. I'm just going to eat everything that I don't normally eat. I'm not going to eat vegetables. And I'm just going to like, and I used to be that, like, I'm not judging. I'm just saying that's usually like the routine that people fall into. And it's the same thing around the holidays. So 
to avoid that, it's just by having consistency. Well, it's, and it's by having a plan. And I, I talk a lot about having a plan <laughs> because you have to have a plan. You don't make good decisions when you're in the moment. You're starving. Mm-hmm. You're at Aunt Ida's. There's a plate of Christmas cookies. You know what I mean? Like your brain is not going to say, okay, I want to go make a complete and three meal. You're just like, uh, cookies, eat it. Right. Totally. So it's like when you have a plan, you have tools in your toolbox. So one of the things, um, I always teach fitness, fitness coaches, is that you've got to shift the mindset to around your meals being like you're eating like this is this one meal is the be all end all right or this one season is the be all end all so when you look at that in a week let's say you're eating three meals a day that's 21 meals during the week if you screw up on three of those meals who gives a shit you still have another 18 meals to make up for it and as long as those mm-hmm. 18 meals are good complete and three meals those three balance out and I found that that has really I've heard from a lot of students too that that has been something they've used with clients that has really helped the game changer shift their view of their meals because before it used to be like oh my god I totally screwed up right like I totally ate you know a Sunday for dessert or I had this huge Christmas dinner well tomorrow on Boxing Day I'm just going to keep eating crap or Christmas dinner. I'm not going to eat anything. <laughs> yeah. Or Christmas dinner was crap. And all of the rest of the day was crap. Like, no, what you can do is that's why starting to think of your meals and the core four is basically it's a planning mechanism. So it's the way that, um, we teach our students to basically create four, like have a list of their core four meals for every client. So you create them with your client. So there are things, of course, they, there's a criteria they have to fit. Like they have to be delicious. They have to be easy ingredients that you have on hand at all times. They have to be complete and three approved, which means a protein, a fiber, and a fat. They have to be super simple to make and you can make them in under five minutes. So the reason I came up with this concept was because I had so many clients who were like, I'm trying to follow these recipes and I don't have all this stuff. And I'm like, that's not even the way that I eat. So I have my core four. So a breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a snack that are foods I always have on hand that are complete in three approved and I can make really quickly. So even when I'm starving, so if I was to show up, let's say at someone's house and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know. Like I'm so hungry. I could easily put together one in my mind based on my list of my core four. So one for me is like chicken, veggies, and then whether it be like a salad dressing, if I'm doing a salad as my healthy fats, or if I was doing like a cooked veggie, I could do it with, let's say an olive oil on top. So that's like just such a quick, simple thing. That's already a go-to in my mind that I don't have to think about. And I don't have to get creative. Or for example, for breakfast, I always have um, an easy smoothie recipe. So it's protein powder, um, spinach, like frozen spinach, frozen strawberries. And then I do, um, a little bit of like, whether it be, let's say like nut butter or something like that and water, like it's one of my go-to smoothies, but I don't have to think about it. It's part of my core four. It's in line with my goals. So if you have that as a planning tool, it's a preparation tool that will literally, you're never stuck, not knowing what to eat. You're never stuck trying to build a meal in the last moment because you have your easy to build or when you run in from being out, you have it made for you. So that way too, if you've got that, then you think, okay, if I'm eating my core four for two meals, or if I'm eating complete in three for two meals, and then I have a big indulgence at dinner time, it's not that big of a deal. Cause the rest of the week, I'm just going to go back to eating my complete in three and be consistent. Exactly. And I love the core four idea because I think that, you know, so many times we spend so much time and energy trying to like, think of like, Oh, what are unique meals I can feed? I used to be like that. Like, what what can I eat differently? And this, and I'm like, no, like we eat pretty much like we have like five different meals that we pretty much eat every single 
week in my most people do and most but it's but it makes it so much easier rather than trying to be creative or whatever. It's like, unless you're like a chef or you have, you know, like all these cool recipes that you've been wanting to try, it's like have these like set things and you just always have that stuff on hand. And then it just makes your life so much easier. And One it thing takes that I do panic too, I think. Cause once you have that list where you're like, like, I know it's like, especially if you're working and you're running home from work and you're like, I need to eat something like so quick. And I, ha- I haven't prepared anything. That's why the core four meals have to be ingredients that you always have on hand. So like I always have frozen fruit in the freezer. I always have frozen veggies in the freezer. I always have protein powder. I always have almond milk. I always have nut butter. You know what I mean? Like all of those things that, and then you just keep restocking them. They're they're part of your, like your staples. So it's not fancy. It's not, it's just something that you love to eat. It's delicious. It's easy. Like bags of salad, throw in some chicken, throw in some balsamic vinegar and oil. Like you're You're done. You have to like it though. You have to like the way it tastes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And one of the things that I like to do too, is like, I actually, cause planning is really important. I actually plan out our week and it's pretty much like, but I don't change it. So it's like every Monday we eat this for dinner, every Tuesday we eat this for dinner, every Wednesday, and it never changes guys. Very, very rare. It will ever change. Why? Because that makes my life really easy. Groceries are exactly the same. I cook exactly the same. I meal prep. And then whatever I make for dinner, I eat for lunch. So it's like, everything is like already set up in a routine. So then the overindulgence also doesn't happen. The takeout at the last minute. Cause you're like, Oh my gosh, like I didn't plan for dinner tonight. Like that doesn't really happen in my household. Very rare that it'll happen because everything is planned and it's really simple to execute. Cause I already know this is going in the Instapot and it's, that's what we eat tonight. And then that's my lunch tomorrow. And then when I'm eating my lunch, I'm making my dinner. So it's like, it's this process that just keeps happening over and over again. Well, and that's where I find it so fascinating. Cause you know, there'll always be people who have resistance to this and the resistance usually is not from the fact of the food. There's something else going on while you're having this resistance, right? Like when people are like, but that just sounds boring. It's like, well, it doesn't have to be boring. That's just the way you're, you're looking at it. You know what I mean? Like, but there's a lot of resistance that comes up a lot of times for people who are trying to change their habits, but in all reality, it doesn't have to be like, you can keep it, but keep it simple, keep it yummy. Like, that's why I say it's mm-hmm. gotta be things you like. You like, it becomes resistant when you're like having to eat the same like things you hate over and over and over again. You're just doing <laughs> it. Just doing it because you think you should, right? So that's why there's when we're there's yummy ways to eat healthy food. <laughs> but that's why when we're like w- the way that we train our coaches at Fitness Academy is that you have to collaboratively coach. You have to relationally coach with your clients. That's why coming up with the core four, you come up with them together. Like Mm -hmm. during the time you're coaching with your client, like give me the foods that you love. Let's create these together. Like, and it's gotta be something that works for them because when someone just tells you what to do to follow this, you know, meal plan, it's not going to work. Right. Never. And then, and then you have, when you're going to hate together, (laughs) you have this amazing tool, this planning tool, this eating tool, this eating, like this, I, the complete and three guys has like changed my life. It's my go-to. It's just now part of who I am. And Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if it's the holidays. It doesn't matter if I'm eating out. It doesn't matter if I'm at an event. It doesn't matter. Like it, I'm like, I'm bulletproof to any temptation or any, <laughs> whatever, because I know how to make the decisions I want to make. And I know how to fuel my body the way it needs to be fueled. And that's why if you don't know the stuff, guys, I really recommend you sign up for our holistic nutrition weight loss expert certification. Um, because honestly, it's game changing. Like we've had clients, like I just need to go on a little, yeah, no go. My people. Um, because we just recently had a launch and it's just mind blowing the amount of 
fitness coaches, Reiki coaches, um, pre-postnatal. We have estheticians. We have people who are already coaching who knew nothing about nutrition. Their clients, of course, are coming to it. It's the number one thing that clients go to coaches for is weight loss, whether you're a fitness mm -hmm. coach or not. Um, and how they couldn't get their results. So anyways, during the program though, they started implementing the things that they were learning. Cause of course the best way to learn is to practice what you're learning yourself. I pulled results of like all of our, our students as they were sending in their experiences. And like my mind was being blown. It was like, Oh, and just by the way, I lost 18 pounds during this program just by doing stuff in addition to helping my clients lose 80 pounds. Oh, I lost 30 pounds after and I'm still going after I have not been able to lose weight on any program for the last like two Love years. It. And just like random, like, yeah, I was helping my client, you know, rebalance her nutrition. And then I just started doing it. And now I'm down 26 pounds. I'm like, <laughs> what? But this is where it's like you don't know till you know right and there's so many pieces that go into it but it doesn't have to be hard it doesn't have to be hard no but i just i'm glad that we had this conversation today because i think that you know so many times it's like like i said in the beginning nutrition is approached by fitness professionals as here's a sample meal plan follow this and Take they just hand something thing. over oh gosh the bro diets it makes me crazy you know how much i hate them like Six i despise them yeah i despise it so much like we have to stop doing that we have to start integrating but we also have to start having the conversations with our clients and we have to know the right things to ask and we have to know the right things to look at because it's not just about handing someone a plan and saying good luck to you it's about stepping into a role and saying here's how i can help you and i've noticed that you've struggled let's talk about it let's have this conversation let's journal about this let's try to figure out you know, is there a reason why, you know, every Friday you were drinking two bottles of wine and there's no judgment. There's just a conversation that's going to happen. And having your clients go into that and look at that differently is going to help them exceed. It's going to help them get to their goals. And for someone who maybe isn't working with clients, you're listening right now and you're like, I really need to get my health on track or I'm just starting out on my journey or I've been really struggling and the holidays really throw me off. I, we really hope that this helps you to start thinking about it from a different perspective because that's what today was about. Totally. And that's where the last thing before we jump off is like, I'm such a big believer in evaluating too. And like all this stuff, it's like, sometimes it sounds so boring, but it's like reflection. And, yeah. you know, after, if, if you have like a journal, if you're already journaling, a lot of people journal in different ways. They'll just journal gratitude and, and um, you know, they'll journal about their, their memoirs, kind of like their, what's going on. But I always recommend to do reflection. So like, in addition to, you know, awareness. So it's like awareness and evaluation, right? So like you become, you just become the watcher, you become aware of the things that you're doing. You get curious about it. Like, why am I doing these things? Why is this like, why am I eating this way during the holidays? No judgment, no guilt. You're, you know, learning the tools to feel your body. Right. And then at the, as you're doing that, make sure you're also put reflecting. So using a journal, just to even be like, okay, how did I feel today after like I ate these things or, you know, even usually like, down to the point of like, how did I feel, you know, during dinner at my, at my parents' house, just so you can start to recognize things that you might not have recognized. And most of the time we don't take times to reflect and look back at what we've done and how things are working. We just tend to keep on going, going, going. And then also too, while you're doing that, you're going to start to really uncover 
things that you really like, right? So if you start realizing, okay, so today I tried this complete in three and this was, you know, the core formula I picked and I felt so bloated afterwards. Oh, wait a second. Maybe I'm having some sort of issue with that protein powder. But again, like you don't know things until you start looking at them. And then as you start reflecting, you start coming up with a lot of other really great ideas of how you can then help yourself instead of always having to go to a coach. And this is one thing we teach a lot too, is it's, it's teaching your clients how to do this on their own, right? It's not just about, you don't want your clients to only come to see you for the rest of their life, even though financially that might be nice, but you want them to start to build that skill set, And by through doing reflection and then becoming really involved in this process they're going through, they start to realize, oh, okay, wait a second. Like I noticed these things. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and try a different nut milk, let's say, versus waiting for my coach just to give me a new meal plan, right? You become more in tune with your body. You start to trust your body more. You start to trust the decisions you can make more. And it just really helps you start to, you know, kind of seal that circle of like awareness and then, you know, changing habits and then evaluating and seeing what's working for you. Love that. It's so true. It's so important. And when you start evaluating things and you start paying attention to it, especially like I find the emotions for me, it's the emotions that come up around things. But when you start paying attention to it, it's just, it's so fascinating. I find it fascinating to show, to show you like, you know, the deeper thing or the deeper sort of rooted thing that you got to work through, or just even just the awareness around it. The awareness around it for me is like the key, because when I'm aware of it, then it becomes a choice and it becomes a decision. It's not something that is just happening to me. It's something that I'm making a decision to have happen. Right. So there's a big difference between that. And that's a really important piece for me. And that's one of my biggest things that I think it's a hard pill to swallow people but we are all 100% responsible for our results. So if you don't like your results, you are responsible to change them and you are responsible for the choices you've made up to this point. Again, that doesn't mean we go into beating ourselves up cycle and making, you know, turning this in. Or as a coach, like berating your clients or anything. Exactly. And as a coach too, and this is why it's so important guys, you have to hold your clients accountable. You know, this is something that I think is really challenging. It's like a fine line between like, you know, you want to do it in a way that of course you're not hurting their feelings, but there comes a point where they have to take responsibility because if they do not, this is when you diet jump, right? This is when you blame the weight washers didn't work. So now I'm going to go to do Jenny Craig and then Jenny Craig didn't work. So I'm going to do this. And oh, Laura's coaching didn't work. So now I'm going to go to another weight loss coach. Mm-hmm. No, you have to stop, like, And that's the first sign when I see someone who jumps, 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 who is not looking inward. They're constantly looking outward and they're not taking responsibility for their results. So it's something too, that you've got to train your clients to do, but we are all, and it's the hardest thing for anyone to do because they'll want to blame their past, their parents, their partners, their everything, right? Why, why they can't reach their goals. And the buck stops with you guys. But that's the amazing thing too, is if it stops with you, you have the power to change it. So as a coach, it's, it is something that is definitely, it's talked, we talk about it a lot in our programming, but if you're listening to this, just own it, just own, this is where I am right now, but I'm going to change it. And this is what I'm going to do and follow the things we talked about today. You've got it. You've got this. Exactly. You totally got this. We believe in you. We know you can do this. All right. 
Thanks so much for listening, everyone. And of course, you can go to fitchicksacademy.com to learn more about our upcoming fitness and nutrition expert certification, as well as our holistic nutrition weight loss expert course to get certified, to learn more and to dive a little deeper. We'll talk to you again awesome. soon. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. Thank you for joining us this week. And remember, if you are ready to create the life, health, and career you love, Join us for the upcoming fitness and nutrition expert or our holistic nutrition weight loss expert certification programs. Download the brochures at fitchicksacademy.com.